How does Christianity destroy economic advancement for black people? What if there was a day of the week you and some of your closest friends, family, and neighbors got together and proclaimed how insignificant and unimportant that you are? What if on this same day, they totally embraced how broken, unworthy, and wicked that they are? What if on this same day, they would shout out the name of a miracle worker that will save them and fix everyone, but never show up? What if on this same day, they profess that this absent savior, they look like those in charge of a system that squeezed the life out of their ancestors because they were weak and he is strong. Sounds crazy, right? Who would do this? What do you think these people's lives and communities would look like? What types of interpersonal relationships would these professed broken individuals have with each other? Would they be trusting or suspicious of each other? Would they uplift each other or see only faults and put each other down? Would they be able to love themselves and those that reflect them or would they exhibit self-hate and loathing? Would they be fearless risk takers ready to start businesses and build economic freedom within their communities or just settle and fight each other for the leftover table scraps? The truth is, we don't have to imagine what if. We don't have to imagine what that day is. That day of gathering is on Sunday around the world that black people flock to churches and are mentally programmed to argue for their defects and succumb to the feelings of hopelessness, doubt, and depression. All with the neat and tidy ending of being rewarded when they die. I'm sure when I asked these questions like I did, that the product of this programming would seem obvious in black communities worldwide. But while you're in it, it's not. This is why compassion is such a key moving forward for all of us. According to psychologist Nathaniel Brandon, healthy self-esteem has two components. Self-efficacy, which is a basic sense of confidence in the face of life's challenges, and self-respect which is the sense of being worthy of happiness. But the truth is that every Sunday for hundreds of years, black people have accepted beliefs that promote low self-esteem, like proclaiming being unworthy in the sight of God that have borne fruit in African-American communities all across America and the African diaspora around the world. These teachings are destroying people and our communities and are at the foundation of interpersonal relationships and communities that cannot sustain themselves economically. Most of those reasons can be categorized under the banner of self-hate. And quiet as it's kept, this programming doesn't magically go away when you denounce the religion. The psychological effects are long-term and must be addressed. Your mind has to be rewired for success. It's because these beliefs put you in a mentality so conflicted that you become your own adversary. In African spirituality, it's the opposition inner conflict creates. In Christianity, it's the devil or evil or Satan that's at work in your life. 
In Christianity, these entities are so powerful, even God can't control them. You're basically screwed and just as powerless as God when Satan enters your life from a Christian perspective. But from the ancient African perspective, they are universal laws that you can learn to access and use productively in your life. With African spiritual science, there's an empowering thought process that builds you from within and rewires your mind. What we didn't recognize as Christians was we were participants in our own demise and willingly but unconsciously used psychological tools on ourselves designed to limit self-esteem and individual self-expression. But you didn't know any better because Christianity has been crafting their messages for 2,000 years on millions of people. While in the system, you don't stand a chance against the indoctrination. It's only when you step away and analyze it do you really begin to see it for what it is. In the name of remaining humble in the eyes of God, Christianity taught us to affirm self-loathing and self-hate with ideas like, I'm nothing without God, which at its foundation is an era of the original African teachings. Or another one is God saved a wretch like me. A wretch is defined as a despicable person. This is a statement of self-hate, loathing, and adversarial to self. It basically becomes a daily negative affirmation for many Christians. But many don't even realize the psychological impact because they accept that they are always at fault and never the religious teachings. It's a psychological loop that keeps you in a state of inner conflict and self-effacing behavior that makes you feel insignificant and unimportant. If you're going to be a nation builder, you must believe you're worthy to be successful and happy in your life. Christianity is taught that you shouldn't even enjoy life too much. Even enjoyment can become a conflict and a sin. In other words, if you enjoy being on earth too much, you will not want to elevate to being in heaven. Again, even the idea of heaven is misplaced in these teachings. According to Nathaniel Brandon, high self-esteem is to feel confidently appropriate to life. Based on this quote, self-loathing and self-hating Christianity immediately puts you in conflict with having a fundamental foundation of self-esteem. You're defined as broken the day you were born. You can never feel appropriate to life from that vantage point. Both of these components of self-esteem is preached against every Sunday in Christian churches across America. Church, for the most part, within the African diaspora worldwide, have been anti-self-esteem. Worldwide, we've been fed the same messages as Christians. The result is astounding. Those of us that grew up in Christian churches every Sunday were routinely taught doctrines like, you're unworthy in the sight of God. You're born in sin and are sinful by nature, which is the doctrine of original sin. As a sinner, you're broken and need to be fixed and saved by the blood of Jesus. If you have any value, it's not because of anything you've done or could ever do. It's only because of God's loving grace. You're weak and in need of the strength that can only come from a savior. 
All of these doctrines have been taught as a foundation of what it means to be humble and righteous in the African-American community and the African diaspora worldwide. What has that gotten us as a whole? In the United States, it has gotten us a status of one of the largest consumer groups in the world. Some years ago, I heard a stat quoted that if African-Americans were a country, we would be the 15th wealthiest nation in the world. Yet we own very little of our nation's production. Please understand that this is an analysis and not a put down. Don't fill the comments with negativity about how bad our people are. There's so many layers that we have to stop condemning ourselves and begin to work digging out. Let's think about this in a different way. Using the United States as an example, look at all of the industries that have been exported to the world in the last 50 years, like movies, the NFL, the NBA, college basketball and football, great singers, and musicians. What do these industries have in common? Well, the majority of the product is produced by black entertainers and gladiators on the world stage that sell their talents and bodies to owners that have the means of distribution. Very few black people are owners of these teams or institutions. And for the artists, they don't even own their rights to their work and music. But I'm not interested in making this about race but more about the mindset that has set up inside of us that makes us believe today that we cannot create our entertainment industries and leagues with our talents. Really, it's not about destroying what we already have and what's there. It's about understanding the leverage we have and becoming equity partners rather than simply employees. The brothers in the NBA have come the closest to the ideal that black people should have in these institutions and industries. We fight each other for the scraps from a piece of the pie when we should be creating a new freaking recipe. People that have had their self-esteem destroyed, that is basic and fundamental to who they are, will conform to what they see as the norms within society. I know from experience that a major culprit of keeping your minds locked down is religious beliefs of being unworthy and worthless coupled with the system of white supremacy and racism that has reinforced the slave narrative that we are powerless in the face of this system. The fruits of this message, coupled with the historical images of worship given to our ancestors, have had a devastating effect. They promote a belief of powerlessness and that the only way we can be saved is when white Jesus returns. These doctrines are never discussed in the churches and how they affect the very essence of an individual and a community at large. These religious doctrines of original sin and total depravity make us look at ourselves as defective and deficient. Go through any social media timeline and you'll see other black people talking about how ignorant and dumb we are for any number of reasons, never considering the religious programming and conditioning. It's nothing but a continuation of a mindset born from looking at humanity and ourselves as broken. The system of white supremacy and racism reinforces the idea that something is morally wrong with us because we can't pull ourselves up from our bootstraps. Yet when we try, it's like oil is put on the strap and then we get questions as to why we can't hold on. But I want my people to understand this. 
What is true is that we are beautifully made and created to have anything our hearts desire. You weren't born sinful. You were born divine. There's a realization that Africans in America and worldwide need to build a community and economy with viable businesses and rebuild families within our communities. Everybody agrees on these points, but one has to be exceptional to make it with the religious mindset taught to us as a whole. In other words, we have to throw off the mental shackles and go against our own mental programming in order to succeed. You have to become a heroic exception. Exceptions cannot build a nation because there are too few of them. They get overwhelmed and then everyone else gets angry at them for the perception of not helping enough. The truth is, those few are just not enough. We have to build a different consciousness within each of us. We have to rewire minds and change the programming if there's ever to be a change. How can a person start a business when the basic beliefs you are taught are in conflict with the attitudes needed to develop a business? In business, you have to be confident that what you have to offer will be wanted and needed by others. What you have may be new and innovative and unlike anything anybody's done before. Do you have a strong enough belief in yourself? Many people who lack confidence will not even try because their belief is that somebody else must have already thought about it and it probably didn't work or that their idea is stupid and no one else would even try it or want it. Based on African spirituality, the truth is when the idea comes to you, by universal law, the people that need what you have to offer already exist. By universal law, the idea you have can't even exist without those that need it. That's how the law of duality works beyond what we know and see physically. Lack of confidence will stop you every time. Church teachings will undermine your confidence or at the least throw water on your fire. How can you mentally survive the ups and downs of a startup when you believe that you're unworthy to even be happy and successful? In this stage of business, when there are ups and downs, it can be mentally difficult. But if you also struggle with the idea that God might be punishing you because you unknowingly sinned about something, it short-circuits your belief that you can pull it off. If you believe God is working against you, then you may as well give up. I mean, you can't fight against God. He's too powerful, right? Do you follow what I mean about the negative programming here and how it works in these scenarios? They're a slippery slope and the tip of a negative psychological iceberg. It's complex, and that's why we have to stop beating up on each other and begin to look a little bit deeper than the ideas that simply spreading knowledge is all we need to do. A book may inspire you, but you will not gain the confidence to execute a business from reading it. You may have to get beat up by life a little bit before you realize that you can make it through. If you don't believe you're worthy of good things, you might quit when times get tough. When you lack confidence, failure becomes confirmation of being a failure rather than a lesson gained from failing. Overcoming these toxic Christian doctrines becomes the heroic exception, not the rule. 
People that believe they're lacking or broken do not become high achievers. I asked a number of questions in the beginning that highlight where a lack mindset originates. The black community has these negative beliefs reinforced in most churches every Sunday. And we wonder why our communities are in shambles. A nation of people that believe they are unworthy of happiness and prosperity for any reason will wallow in mediocrity simply because it's easier to not rock the boat than to stick your head up above the crowd and risk ridicule and being laughed at if things don't work out. A nation of people that believe they're sinful and have a broken nature and are cursed to be born black will see nothing but the labels given to their reflection by the other systems not their own. A nation of people will believe the negative Christian programming taught that they are nothing and of no value, but God loves them in spite of themselves. You'll be made to believe that you're not special, just blessed to have him extend his grace and mercy to a wretch like you. A nation of people waiting on a savior to swoop down and smite their enemies. We see the fruits of this negative programming in the condition of our communities nationwide and worldwide. African spirituality teaches that what we see outside of us is the symbol and reflection of that which is within. Within, we've been torn down and in shambles because we've been taught to believe the power to fix things will come from outside help in the form of a savior. Believing in white Jesus is no more than a transference of a victim's mentality. You believe only a change in the perpetrator can save you. That is so deep. Many great nations were built in Africa before colonialism. High self-esteem, self-respect, and self-efficacy was a major key to that success. To continue to hold on to toxic doctrines means that as a people, we will have to succeed in spite of our religious beliefs, not because of them. Those few that have overcome the toxic mentality are the heroic exceptions, but again, they will not be enough. We cannot afford to leave our brand of religion unexamined any longer. Our survival depends on us being self-assertive, conscious, having high self-esteem and believing that we are worthy and have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in this country and around the world. These negative religious beliefs are killing us, but we have the power to insert new beliefs. Trying to destroy Christianity should not be the goal. That's based on a negative energy, and by universal law, negative energy can never be unifying. Hating other people and seeing them as the enemy is not the answer either. It's feelings based in fear that keeps humanity in a low vibration. I'm going to say this about race from a higher consciousness. We are all in a dance of consciousness to elevate ourselves. We all have difficulties and fears to overcome. The victim-perpetrator consciousness must be overcome on all sides or we'll stay stuck and perish fighting one another. The goal should be the upliftment of humanity. It should be lifting the self-esteem of everyone you come in contact with, whether in person and online, no matter the race. Too many of our comedic brothers and sisters do the opposite. They want to tear down Christianity and will tear down the Christian. 
That's a contradiction in the belief that they're trying to bring others to the light. The negative Christian doctrines are built on separating us from our higher self. Christianity sows seeds of fear and division and low vibrational energy. What I'm talking about here is an approach with a raised level of consciousness, vibration, and love for all humanity. It starts with you. The individual will raise their consciousness and vibration. The information is then uploaded to universal consciousness, the ancient Africans call Ma'at. When another reaches that level of vibration, they can then access the wisdom you've uploaded and then download it into their individual consciousness. This is the way to practice Ma'at. It starts with the individual first. We can all feed consciousness with something positive or negative. We can choose to focus on the positive and download those solutions or remain gripped in the fear and separation that has been part of our reality lately. I choose to rise. What about you? You can raise your spiritual esteem here at Comedic Centered Living. You can be a seed to raising the consciousness of humanity. You were born divine, not a victim. It's time for you to reacquaint yourself with who you truly are. Thank you for watching. Please like and share this video with anyone you believe will be expanded and empowered by it.